Holly G with the Golf Insiders with one of our favorites, Damon Hack, co-host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel, former Orlando resident who's now living in his new home in Connecticut. We miss you already, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Holly G. Miss you too. Great to be uh, with you as always, talking golf now from the Northeast. Indeed. Well, Big win, two times a charm for Robert Streb, winning the RSM Classic once again. Won in 2014 and uh, played spectacularly in a playoff against Kevin Kisner on Sunday. Nearly hold out in that playoff for a second career PGA Tour win. I love what he said afterwards, saying, you know, it's one thing to win one time, but you start to second-guess yourself and wonder if your win was maybe a bit of a fluke. Uh, instead, he's able to validate that win, as it were, as you said, a long uh, you know, gap between drinks of water for him. And then you start to wonder, you know, when you win in 2014 and it's 2020, maybe if it's not going to come, but uh, gets that two-year-plus exemption into the 2021 majors, and except for the U.S. Open. But uh, what a moment for him. And Gosh, Kevin Kisner, who, who has had some great success there as well, now 0 for 4 uh, in playoffs. So he's got to be wondering, you know, what's uh, you know what's going on with him in the in the extra frame. But still a solid week for him. He put pressure on Streb and made Streb really earn that second career PGA Tour win. Yeah, posting a smooth little 63, and there were a few others on uh, Robert's tail. Uh, post in 62 and 63, uh, Cameron Tringale, who was uh, uh, not sure whether to pack his bags or not as they were <laughs> finishing up 17 and 18. And Harris English with a 62 all on Sunday. Pretty impressive stuff. It really was, and it shows the importance of this time of year. And probably the biggest story, you know, maybe even bigger than Robert Streb was seeing Camilla Vajegas in, in the wake of losing his 22-month-old daughter over the summer to a brain tumor, uh, seeing that rainbow to start his week and, and going out and, and finishing in the top 10, finished tied for six. And he's tried to use uh, the pain that he and his wife Maria are going through with the daughter Mia having passed away to help other people. You know, they started Mia's Miracles, uh, which helps families that are dealing with childhood cancer. So he's used a personal pain to help others and, and really has the, the, the whole PGA Tour and, of course, the fans really pulling for him uh, to come back and be a, a force, uh, not just, you know, on the course, but just want him and his family to, to heal and, and really um, continue to grow and, and be embraced by the PGA Tour family. Absolutely. Such a um, heartbreaking story and so great to see him uh, on the leaderboard again. And we talk about this time of year and how important it is for some of these players, Damon. Uh, case in point with Robert Streb, he jumps to eight in the FedEx Cup standings right now with this win. Yeah, I mean, this is a time of year when you see some players that, you know, you might call them journeymen or, or, or veterans who are trying to take away enough points to, to get to Atlanta and have uh, something to say in that tour championship. Look at Zach Johnson, who's been around, two-time major champ, uh, finishing uh, at 1,600 to tie for sixth. You know, Kyle Stanley, a PGA Tour winner, also on the P6 number at 1,600. I love these about, you know, the big-name players, and we love seeing the Rorys and Tigers and Brooks and Phils, but 
it's also nice to see kind of more of the journeyman player, the guy that's kind of you know waiting for that first or second win or, or waiting for that bridge between the PGA Tour and PGA Tour champions, you know, a la Stuart Snake. So uh, I, I love this time of year, and there's no shortage of great stories. Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, some great stories and fun, the, the tour, of course, is off this week. But we've got some big fun happening this weekend with the match number three, Champions for Change. Gotta love this lineup. Sir Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson playing Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. Um, I know you've sat down with some of these guys and what, what uh, hey, anytime you watch Sir Charles on the golf course, it is entertaining, Damon. Absolutely. How about Phil and, and Charles? Uh, heavy underdogs, uh, even though Phil's a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame, expecting Steph and Peyton to win the day. I love these guys that are coming from other sports that continue to patronize our great game and, and, and want to play it and want to play it in front of cameras, whether it's Tom Brady or now uh, Barkley and Peyton Manning together with Steph Curry and Phil. And, you know, charity is a big part of, of professional golf and professional sports. And in this uh, moment in 2020 where so many people are talking about racial justice and societal change, neat that these players are donating uh, to historically black colleges, universities, uh, you know, places like Howard and, and, and Lane College, and Jackson State. But neat to see these players uh, looking outside of themselves to help uh, society as a whole. So they're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Everyone's going to be interested in that, what the, the latest incarnation of Charles Barkley's looks like. But uh, I, I love also that the message is about helping uh, others and those in need. Absolutely. And um, speaking of which, you had a terrific interview in your continuing series, Race and Sports in America, last week on Morning Drive. Uh, very thoughtful and um, I thought uh, eloquent interview with LPGA three-time winner Christina Kim. Can you share about that? Yeah, you know, Christina is one of those people I've covered Almost my first day on the, on, the, on the golf beat. I, I've known her for, gosh, going on 15 years. I, the first time I covered her, she lost a, a close battle with Paula Creamer, who won her first LPGA event, you know, five days before her high school graduation at Waikagil in, in New York. So I've known Christine for a long time. I know she's been posting about social justice and, and wanting to kind of be one of those voices. We wanted to add her conversation to our Race in America uh, moving Golf Forward series on Morning Driving Golf Channel. And, and she, uh, as you know, she's a big personality, but she also had something to say. And she wanted to kind of lend her voice to the conversations. She's paying attention as well. And as someone who grew up in the diverse San Francisco Bay Area, San Jose specifically, wanted to share her thoughts on how golf can move forward and be diverse. And she, you know, she said, listen, I've been taking some heat on social media. Some people want me to shut up and putt or shut up and drive, but uh, I'm a lot stronger, and, and I'm not afraid to, to use my voice. So it's been neat to, to add her voice to the conversation. And as you know, a big personality, but also a deep thinker, um, not shy to state her opinion. And I think we're seeing a lot of athletes use their voice uh, you know, beyond the birdies and bogeys or touchdowns or three-pointers. Absolutely. And, um, you know, she was also sharing, uh, I thought, um, a very interesting part of um, 
you know, how these athletes, you know, face what this may do in terms of their brand. And I thought her comments about that, you know, certainly plenty of people would probably be saying, woo, you know, be careful, you know, you, you, you know, you're stirring up the pot here. Uh, but, you know, she she's, was very adamant about, you know, this is who I am, and she relished the challenge. If you sign Christina Kim an endorsement contract, you have to know that you're getting an outspoken iconoclast, uh, an individual who's unafraid to state her opinion on anything. Uh, and she's always been that way, not just in this moment of reflection and deep thinking and growth for our country. Uh, she is not shy to uh, to call it as she sees it, whether she's a member of the Solheim Cup team or LPGA uh, winner as she is, uh, not to mention an LET winner. Uh, she's been around for a long time, turned professional as a teenager, uh, knows how the sausage is made and, and not afraid to speak her mind. And I think she uh, brings a strong voice, wonderful perspective to some difficult conversations. And I, for one, am thankful that, that she is unafraid to speak her mind and speak her truth. And you're doing a great job to, to uh, further this conversation, Damon. And I, I uh, invite my listeners to go to golfchannel.com to um, listen to these interviews that you've been doing. Speaking of the LPGA, the Pelican Women's Championship was played in our backyard last weekend at Bel Air, Florida, just uh, south of uh, Tampa and uh, St. Petersburg, and gorgeous weather for that. And Say Young Kim, the winner, uh, somebody who uh, really I hope now is going to get her due as the terrific player that she is, Damon. She deserves the plaudits and congrats uh, and the kudos. A major champion who, who now is just starting to pick off tournaments left and right, it seems. 12 wins in her career. She's won every year that she's been on the LPGA Tour, you know, runner-up uh, uh, MB Park has been twice to her. Uh, she's not afraid to take down the biggest names and, and potentially take down the, the world number one from Jin Young Ko, who during this COVID break has not played as much golf. So Se Young Kim has played more golf, and she's played great golf. Someone who said that winning a major championship has freed her up. Uh, she won in Naples. Uh, we're all be covering uh, the CMB Group Tour Championship, so you have to think she's going to be one of the favorites there uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And a great personality, someone who grew up, uh, whose father is a Taekwondo black belt. So is Se Young Kim. She derives a lot of her power uh, from her martial arts expertise. Uh, and just a bubbly personality. Anyone who wants to Se Young Kim, you know, play on the golf course, uh, just her, always smiling bounding down the fairway, a great asset to the LPGA Tour. Wow, black belt. Uh, her caddy better not cross her too many times, right? <laughs> Don't give her a bad number. Exactly. <laughs> well, 12 wins in six seasons, and uh, the KPMG Women's PGA, her you know major win. So uh, she's, she's really making a name for herself. And the LPGA continues in December, as you were saying, They've got the uh, Volunteers of America Classic in Texas uh, next week. And then, let's not forget, the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, man, we have to keep dusting the cobwebs out of our brain here, Damon. Uh, you know, the major championship uh, for the ladies, followed by the CME 
Tour Championship, which is their version of the FedEx Cup. So lots of uh, major, big-time tournaments coming up as the season ends for the LPGA. Absolutely, and a great message from uh, the USGA and the U.S. Women's Open Champions Golf Club in Houston. There was a, a little bit of an ad that went around that said uh, the Masters might be over, but the, the major championship season is not over. Uh, I, I'm loving having golf in, in majors in the fall and in the winter. Hey, you know, it's been an odd year. I'm, I'm glad to have, you know, a U.S. Women's Open in 2020. I'm thankful we had a Masters in November, even if the ratings weren't what we all would have wanted them to be. Uh, Dustin Johnson is a two-time major champ. He grew up an hour from Augusta in Columbia, South Carolina. To see his emotion, to see something different, was was wonderful for the golf fans. So Special. Hey, maybe a little unprecedented to have these majors in the fall, November and December, but I'll take it, Holly G. I am right there with you. And... Um, Big news, we all know here in the Orlando area that uh, we have what used to be the father-son uh, championship is now the PNC championship that's happening the December 19th and 20th at the Ritz-Carlton here. And Tiger and son Charlie will be teeing it up together. What a shame we can't have fans uh, behind the ropes, Damon. Oh, absolutely. And what the has gone from maybe being one of the most private athletes, you know, named his yacht privacy, uh, not letting us in the tent so much to, to allow us to watch him and, and his son compete alongside other major champions and their progeny or kids or, uh, or daughters or, you know, Annika with uh, her dad, as we saw a year ago, just kind of adding some, some texture and some growth and evolution in training. Of comfort uh, and his place as an athlete to be able to enjoy uh, a few rounds of golf with his son, Ellie, who, if any of you seen his swing on social media, which I have, uh, the young man has a great swing already, and it's no surprise considering who dear old dad is. Well, I was reading uh, an article, and, and uh, the writer was saying, Imagine, you know, you were the daughter of Serena Williams. Well, I mean, you know. And, and being the son of, uh, you know, Tiger Woods. But, boy, little Charlie can swing it, can he? <laughs> he sure can. That swing has no, you know, Charles Barkley, you know, you know hiccups in it <laughs> <laughs> at all. It looks, it looks like it's from a, from a factory. It's just a beautiful move, unhurried, great tempo and rhythm. And, man, oh, man, I, I tell you, to see David Duvall, win with his stepson uh, a couple of years ago. He said it meant more to him than winning uh, an open championship at Lytham. And I think we're going to see Tiger, you know, with that 50,000 megawatt smile quite a bit uh, when he sees his son making some birdies and eagles uh, in next month's time. Yeah, this has really turned into a great event. Justin Thomas and his father are going to be teeing it up. Uh, you have Bernhard Langer and his son, uh, Jim Furyk and his son, uh, John Daly. So uh, it's, you know, it's a great event. Certainly, um, you know, the fans at home will be able to watch it on TV. But, uh, you know, uh, exciting to see Tiger to play with his son, Charlie. I am certain that will be well watched. Well, uh, Damon, you're going to 
be cooking up a turkey tomorrow? What's the plan for the Hack family? I'll be eating it, I can tell you that. My wife will be doing the, most of the heavy lifting, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, a wonderful cook who, who really embraces this time of year. And uh, obviously in COVID times, we're going to keep the keep the party small, keep it to the five of us. Uh, I'm sure we'll FaceTime with some family and friends around the country. But thankful that uh, this year is coming to an end with some good news, hopefully a vaccine coming around the corner. And, and, you know, professional sports for us to watch and appreciate. So I'll be counting my blessings tomorrow while I uh, stuff my face with some good uh, good fixings. I'm right there with you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and uh, to the rest of uh, all our listeners of the Golf Insiders. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holly G.